My name is Sandeep Jain, and I'm CEO and founder of Leela Lab, and I'm on the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. Uh, this is the show that helps you as an entrepreneur and as an app founder, or maybe you're thinking about becoming an app founder, I help you by getting guests from around the world and helping you by tapping into their expertise and sharing that with you. Uh, This is a great episode coming up because I have a wonderful founder who is going to share with us his journey uh, with his uh, various apps. He's got an iPhone, Android, and Mac app. It's called Silo. He is the CEO and founder. His name is Mashik Raka, and he's here to talk about uh, his journey and, and how to uh, learn from his experiences. So, Mashik, welcome to the App Guy podcast. Thank you very much, Paul. Thanks for coming on. So, well, first of all, let's talk about uh, Silo. Let's understand what it is. What is Silo? So, Silo is what we call a helpful community of uh, startup people. Uh, the idea is that uh, communities can be uh, online as well as offline. You all know Meetup and similar organizations. Silo is pretty much the online equivalent where one can meet other founders, other product managers, other designers. And the key difference with Silo is that it's all built on principles of being helpful to one another. So if there's something you need, you can share it and other people will be happy to help you with it. You know, I love going back to the inception of the idea. And uh, is this your first startup then? No, it's not my first. It's my third. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. You're back in the game then. So, yes, um, absolutely. It's, it's, but it's, it's my best. Yeah, well, let, well, let's tap into your journey because, you know, as a veteran, uh, 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 it's really interesting to work out what makes you tick. And so d- d- talk us through then. You had a, a couple of startups to, uh, and I believe that you've had some good exits from them. Uh, let, let's talk through then your, uh, like, you know, your history in the startup world. My first company was uh, dealing with... Uh application development and uh, building um, intranets and mostly systems for internal business use. It went very well. We exited, uh, had a very nice company, had a very nice exit. So um, I thought I could do everything. And the next startup that I started was in 99 or 98. Um, for those who've been around that long, um, it's basically when the bubble was starting to grow and uh, crazy ideas were floating in the air. And I got uh, the idea that uh, building a startup, uh, which is more consumer oriented, is a great idea. We easily got funding, uh, built a company, and when everything we were ready to launch, um, everything crumbled around us. So no exit there. <laughs> it was uh, it actually <laughs> went went down in flames together with uh, ninety percent uh, of the other companies in the bubble back then. Um, but it was. Uh, a learning experience which was just as good as the first company that succeeded because it taught us what the importance of raising funding really is, how to use your money uh, intelligently, how to build slowly, how to test and not to spend three years in development and um, and then wait to come out with something. 
<laughs> so, so it took you a long time to get back in the game then, uh, if this is your third one. Uh, well, did, that, did that experience then, did it kind of put you off? Uh, Not necessarily put me off, but I did know that uh, the next company that I'm going to start would be in Silicon Valley. This was important for me. And I was looking for a way to uh, get into Silicon Valley to start the last one or the next one after that. Um, so that journey, uh, moving to the U.S., getting a visa to work here is not an easy thing to do. Uh, it's pretty difficult. The U.S. government doesn't uh, doesn't necessarily make it easy for founders to just move here. So I took a job with a large telecom company, telecom software company called Amdocs, and I moved with them and I stayed a little bit longer than I originally intended to. So, <laughs> so I spent a little bit more time with them. It's uh, Life is good when you're working for a big company and getting a nice paycheck. It's much easier than being a startup founder. But eventually, if you're a startup founder, you'll get back to it. Yeah, well, that's the thing I wanted to talk about. I love to deconstruct that part of uh, founders' journeys because I've been through the same, you know, where you've had a nice, steady uh, corporate career. And we've had many people listening to this who have left as a result of listening to the inspiring stories of the founders. Now, you, you, um, you know, must have had, uh, it must have been very uh, fearful. Uh, you overcome, you know, a big challenge to, to leave and start. I'd love to know how you, what sort of advice you would have to anyone wanting to leave a, a nice safety corporate environment to go and work for themselves or start their own company. Uh, I think the best tip I can give them is don't do it. <laughs> 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 it's pure insanity <laughs> to do something like that. So if you've got a good steady job that you actually like, think again. No, but seriously, um, you know, doing a startup is not something you do because uh, you think you're going to be eventually successful and be a billionaire like uh, Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, that would, probably wouldn't happen. Uh, if you're leaving a large company to do something of your own, it's, it's so such a burning passion within you that you absolutely have to do it. It's not because you want to do it, but because you know that you would not survive if you continue working for a large corporation, that you need to set your own destiny, that you need to try to uh, pave your own path. You don't do it just because you feel like, uh, you know, one day I'll be rich. That's not the right motivation. And I love that. That's why this is a genuine podcast where we definitely share like the, the, the wrong reasons to do it. So let's talk back then. <laughs> Um, like you had your, uh, you must have had uh, your idea whilst, you know, working for your, your company. And how did you come across this idea of connecting uh, with professionals, helpful professionals? So um, it's actually two things that happen in parallel. Uh, we didn't start with this exactly. Uh, when we set up on doing Silo, I was actually working with investors. Uh, I was uh, helping startup companies get funded and I was helping uh, investors find their next, uh, you know, great opportunity. And I was doing quite well at that. And then I noticed uh, something pretty interesting. I noticed that the investors have very little information about the companies that they invest in, uh, almost next to nothing, especially the early stage investors. I'm not talking about the big VCs, but the early stage investors will put in, I don't know, 15, 20, 25,000 dollars in a company and then not hear anything from the company for the next two or three or four years and uh, not be able to help and not be able to do anything for them. So we said, okay, maybe that's something we can help solve. And we started Silo, uh, the journey we started with is trying to connect uh, the founders with their investors and allow the investors to see how their companies are doing so they can help them. 
And something really interesting happened uh, on this journey. So we built this. We got really good feedback from the investors. We started building the system. The investors absolutely loved it. They came in droves. Um, some of them even asked their founders to come in. But then we found something really interesting happening. Uh, the founders um, wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. Uh, just wanted to avoid our system like the plague. Um, they uh, they wouldn't want to update their investors. And the main reason they didn't want to uh, update their investors, despite knowing how important it is, was because um, it's it puts them in a sensitive position. You know, every startup, almost every single one, has ups and downs. And if you ask a founder to update every month on the first of the month, it might be actually during the down cycle instead of the up cycle. And many founders are concerned that if they update with bad news, then the investors are going to desert them when it uh, matters the most. And they've got actually got a good point in that. And actually, I've seen that happen uh, more than once. So we understood that we've built a system that uh, only the investor side wants to use, but the founders um, wouldn't even touch it, don't want to be there. Um, it's not like we never expected that to happen, but we expected uh, behavior that's a little bit more like the uh, what happens in sales system, CRM sales system, where the sales VP requires the sales managers to use a specific system. Um, but this wasn't the case here. The investors said, we don't actually care if they don't update us. It's up to them. If they want, they can. If they don't, that's fine too. Um, and that's something we didn't take into account. So we understood that we have a big problem because if without the, uh, the founders' collaboration, without their um, cooperation, we're not going to have anything. We're not going to have the investors. We're not going to be able to charge anyone, and we're dead in the water. So we have a problem. And uh, what we decided to do at that point, uh, on the advice of an investor that told us, go check what the founders want. So we went ahead, and even though we've invested quite a bit of time and effort and uh, you know, sweat equity in building something, we said, okay, we'll pull all this aside. Let's go interview a few founders. Let's go talk to founders. We know a lot of them, and let's see what they really want. And we started speaking to them and discovered something really interesting, that uh, founders, maybe it's not so surprising, but founders need a lot of help. They are always trying to learn from other people. This is why uh, your podcast, I guess, exists. They're trying to learn from other people's experience. They need other people's help. But the one, <laughs> but the one demographic that they don't want to ask for help is their investors. They would much better prefer to be in touch with other founders. They would much better, much more prefer to ask other founders for help, uh, for advice than their investors. And, um, we said, okay, we can help with that. So we built a system that connects founders with each other and makes it really easy to help one another. And the founders liked it so much that they said, why just us? Why not our VP of Marketing? Why not the CTO? Why not um, you know, the person in charge of customer support? Anybody can use this kind of thing, and anybody should. Because if it's helpful and other people can help each other, then let's have everybody in there. And that's when we started to grow. That's when they started telling each other about the system, and that's when people started registering in droves and, and using it on a daily basis. You know, Moshik, what I love about uh, the advice you've just given there is that, and the story, is that it covers like three major themes that I keep picking up on this uh, podcast. One is the fact that you uh, are really, you know, 
sort of really focusing on solving a problem. And the second one is that you had the courage to pivot. And the third is that you actually seek feedback from ultimately your user base, your your uh, customers. And uh, those those three things are picked up on uh, are major themes uh, running throughout the uh, episodes. Um, so, uh, um, you know, I'm interested then in what are the biggest challenges of the founders you see? What what sort of uh, help are they seeking? Uh, can you can you categorize it and put it into like the top top trending uh, problems that they face? Uh, I think the number one uh, for for every founder is uh, probably the, the simplest one is information. Um, you know, I'm looking for a lawyer. I'm looking for you know somebody who could um, connect me to someone else, or I'm looking for information about how to do this or how to do that, or maybe you can connect me to a service provider of this sort or another. Um, these are the probably the most common ones. Another one is recruiting. Uh, we're looking to hire a developer, but it's constant. Every if you look at a small company, when when the founder has a team of maybe five or six or ten people, you always need something. You know, you're not like uh, Larry Page sitting at Google that has teams of people to do everything uh, they need. Uh, in this case, the founder. You know, she might need uh, just a quick question. How do you do, um, let's say, ISO compliance? Uh, what's the best way to handle penetration to testing when a customer asks us? These types of questions, they're best, um, you know, when you turn them to a community of founders, you'll get answers in minutes. So, so let's talk about some of the challenges you may have then in building this out. Because uh, when I'm in communities, one of the biggest challenges, I think, of especially like some of the Slack communities I'm in, uh, is that there's a lot of self-promotion. Uh, you know, there's a, and, and so how, how did you actually go through the process of curating some of the things? Or how did constantly, you constantly, <laughs> uh, constantly. But it's, uh, it's actually, this is, a, this is a, a big problem with communities everywhere, that uh, everyone tends, when, when you feel that people don't know you very well, a lot of people tend to, uh, to turn to self-promotion. Uh, the, well, there's a few things that we did. First, um, the, the application itself guides you not to tell about yourself, but to ask for what you need. The basic action or the basic uh, activity that you do on Silo is ask for something you need. And it's harder to self-promote when you're asking. <laughs> when you're asking for help or you're asking a question. So that's the first thing that happens. But then we also curate. If, uh, if someone, uh, if someone, let's say, advertises their services instead of asking for help, we, uh, we first tell them that uh, this is not, uh, the way that you're supposed to use the system. This is not how our, our community behaves. And, uh, you need to ask for what you need, but you cannot advertise your solutions and you cannot push solutions to other people. Uh, and then if, uh, if they, um, ignore the advice, the friendly advice that we give them, uh, we go all the way to, um, removing their post. And if that doesn't help, uh, we even block users and that's happened before as well. So, but most of the users, when you explain the rules of the community, uh, are very kind and behave, um, by the community guidelines, which is to ask and help when you can. And, you know, within the communities then, I know that some of the communities I belong to have different uh, categories. Uh, you mentioned recruiting or yes. specific technical questions. Do you, do you have like a system then of breaking down the different categories? We have uh, inside the main silo community, there's communities based on topics. 
and based on roles. So people can belong to different communities based on their interest. So there are communities for CEOs, there are communities for CTOs, there are communities for product managers, and uh, also by topics. So people who are looking for jobs, there are communities for specific sub-communities where people can post jobs and can reply to jobs. But it's mostly by role. Most of the people join communities by role and uh, are able to collaborate there with people with the same role. So marketing people together, salespeople together, and so on. And, and I'm actually guessing that, you know, one of the big um, co- competitors, I guess, I guess are all the uh, big social ne- networks, LinkedIn have all the groups. But, you know, you often go into these groups and they uh, are uh, very challenging to get any information and they kind of deteriorate. Uh, so, so are you finding that a lot of people are um, just uh, not very happy with the existing uh, communities out there and are looking for some solid communities? Is that right? Absolutely. And uh, we're seeing this and we're also seeing it in the responses we get. Uh, there's a few things that silo members say to us constantly about why, why they stick with uh, silo versus LinkedIn and so on. And one is that uh, the first one is that because... Um, it's all about asking and helping. Uh, they get a lot less noise. Uh, people really dislike self-promotion, just like you mentioned. That's one of the things that are under uh, other communities. In the silo, there's very little of that. So there's a lot of good questions. There's a lot of requests for help. And the entire application is geared towards uh, helping those who help. So the more you help, the more reputation you gain in the system, the more advantages you gain in the system. So it's really geared towards helping other people. And it also helps you very easily uh, create relationships and actually get to know the people behind the questions. So it's not just about questions and an answer, but you can actually ask for a favor. You can ask for something that requires, let's say, an introduction, something that's a little bit more challenging than just a question and answer. And people do that and people help each other, which is, I think, absolutely beautiful. Uh, actually, M- Moshe, one of the things um, we're in danger of is you're actually picking up and probably every single big theme uh, of this uh, podcast <laughs> because okay. you, you're also talking about the importance of networking and helping. Yes, um, you know, and the more you add value to the network, then the more you get back. Uh, how important is networking to you and in, in what you're doing? So I believe that's uh, probably in our business as founders, it's probably one of the most important things that you can do. Uh, because again, because we rely so much on other people's help that are not getting paid by us, they need a motivation to do that. Uh, when let's say if tomorrow I need a meeting at Google or I need a meeting at Facebook or something else for my company, um, I'm going to have to rely on the kindness of strangers in a way in order to get that. And the only way to do this uh, and to get that help when I actually need it is to be helpful to people before. So I believe, I, I truly believe in networking and I even run a networking organization here in Silicon Valley. And the reason I do that is because I know that if I contribute and help people, then I'll get it back in the future. And I don't do it because I'll get it back in the future, but I do know that when the time comes and I need something, I will get it. There will be a lot of people that are willing to help. So that's what I do. I simply go out of my way to try to help everybody I can. Uh, I still have, you know, have to build, have my company to build and do other things. But when I can and I can help someone, there's nothing better to build a relationship than helping them. Uh, so much better than just exchanging, you know, business cards or doing things like that. But to truly be helpful to other people. If I can do that, I know that one day 
uh, it's almost like, um, you know, cash that you have in the bank. One day you can rely on that when you need something else. I love that metaphor. Yeah, the more you deposit, the more you get back. And I guess that depositing goodwill and uh, being helpful. Uh, and so like, I, I guess as we draw this to a conclusion, we're, we're running out of time here. So um, in the last few minutes, I'd love to pick up on the fact that you have you know, tens of thousands of startups and tech professionals in uh, the in, in your system. Do you ever look at the statistics of who's joining and, and sort of are there any trends that you're seeing in um, new startups coming on board? Are, are there any big trends you can draw from your user base? Uh, we can see we can see the same things that uh, I suppose everybody else is doing because there are a lot of communities on silo are based on professional topics so you can easily see what's hot which now is cryptocurrencies and uh, ai i can see that in the number of new communities being open all the time on these topics which is really interesting uh another thing that we see is that um a lot of um because a lot of folks are using silo to hire to find the next person uh we can see uh what they're looking for in terms of trends uh, in terms of development trends, um, what are the skill sets that are most in need? And because there are so many jobs, we can also see who's joining in order to find a job and where. So that's interesting <laughs> as well. How's it going for um, anyone looking for podcasters? <laughs> oh, for podcasters. <laughs> I think they'll be in high demand now. <laughs> yeah, you know, I often kick myself when I hear about cryptocurrencies and look at the price of Bitcoin because um, I was in two minds two years ago to have a big jump into uh, blockchain and uh, Bitcoin. And I did do uh, you know a little bit of um, playing around. Uh, and then um, there's this calculator that comes out that says if you'd have invested this much in bitcoin you know, two years <laughs> <Yes>. ago <laughs> <laughs> you, that's so true uh, uh anyway yeah but it's I not it's so. never too late i think with bitcoin we're being still ahead of the curve mm, well you know when you're uh you know aunts and uncles that uh, have nothing to do with uh software the soft or the startup industry start buying bitcoin that's the time to get in yeah. So like, finally, then, uh, you know, you've jumped ship here. You are now. Um, obviously, I can tell from the way you talk about silo, you're am amazingly passionate about this whole field. Has it been worth it then this uh, long uh, comeback, this long awaited comeback? Is it worth it? Have you enjoyed your time uh, with a new startup? It's it, if you're doing something that you're truly passionate about, you enjoy every day. It's not about the outcome. Again, I think that anybody who's just looking for the outcome, being a billionaire or being immensely successful, it's not about that. If you're enjoying the day-to-day, -day, you feel creative, you feel that like you're helping people, you're building a product that actually matters in people's life, that's the reward. It's the everyday that matters. Are you doing something that makes you feel great in the morning and you're excited to start your day? That's, I think, the most important because if it's not, then you won't survive in this business. Yeah, and Moshi, that's what I try to do on this podcast is get inspiration from the fact of reframing what, what it means to uh, have a pur purpose-filled, driven you know, life. And, and, and we all get uh, obsessed with the outcome, which is a big exit or, uh, as you say, money uh, or number, you know, maybe even metrics. You know, we're obsessed with app downloads or all these vanity metrics. And yet just talking to you, there's, there's a bigger purpose, which is um, 
you know, having a purpose to get up in the morning. So um, th- thanks for inspiring us. Uh, how can best be, uh, what, what's the best way of uh, getting access to Silo and also connecting with you? What, what is the best way of getting in uh, touch? Go to your nearest app store and type S-I-L-O. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Helpful startup communities, and I think for your audience specifically, we'd be happy to have every one of them. If uh, you know the audience is founders that are looking to, uh, you know, to learn more, to do more, and need access to Silicon Valley, or just to help, want to help each other, it's a great place to be. I think. Wonderful. Well, Mashik, thanks ever so much. There will be uh, show notes on episode uh, 535. Just go to theappguy.co, theappguy.co, and you'll uh, be able to also get links to um, various. Uh, uh, ways to connect with Mashik. Thanks very much, hey, com- for coming on and inspiring us all. And uh, listen, all the best for um, you know the next uh, to, uh, next future with Silo. Thank you very much for having me, and I look forward to hearing the next episode myself. <laughs>